You're listening to the Unreasonable Fridays Podcast Network. Go ahead, stand your stand your stand your stand your stand your stand your Good afternoon, everyone. Is another episode of ADD Space. Uh, I'm your host, Aaron Rand Freeman, and with me, the actual host of the actual show, the most delicious name in podcasting, Elise Bacon Bacon. What are hosts? What are shows? What's happening? Who am I? What am I doing here? That's right. We are in the end times. Time is not a concept, and neither is hosting. We're moving forward without, we're moving forward in new concepts, accepting the current plight of our planet. No shows, no show numbers, no actual host designations. We don't start whenever. The shows will end whenever. Um, time is a fictional construct that does not serve us any longer in the new world. Also, we have Stylish extra. face masks? What'd you say? In stylish face masks, we have... We have Aaron Bapp. From the Black Astronauts. So, are... oh, so, so when I went to Walmart today, and uh, it was the most dystopian thing ever when I walked in and saw black people in gloves and masks walking around, and there was like a Terminator-like message, please stay six feet away from your picture. <laughs> I said, I have to get out of here. I know. Hello. I know it's so funny being like a black person and walking through a store with a face like face mask and gloves and feeling safe doing so. Like nobody mm-hmm. thinks you're trying to rob anything; they just think that you're trying not to get sick. Well, <laughs> yes, but uh, but also black people just don't follow rules. What you mean? <laughs> that okay? That's true. <laughs> and our other Negro of Negroes, Justin. Yo, you're so right about that dystopian message because I was at the grocery store. So one, we've got a, we got a system, right? So we have I have targeted when to hit the grocery store because I know when the trucks go in because I'm cool with the people at my store and they're like, yo, the trucks come in Wednesday night. We unload them Thursday morning. I'm like, bet I'll get there when you when y'all open. There's only like two or three people there. Basically, got the store to myself. Get first crack at all the goods. Get in, get out. It's lovely. But that message, like, because you know the grocery stores, they play, like, the top 40. So they'll be doing, like, Haley Williams, Ain't It Fun. I'm like, oh, this is poppy and fun, and then I'll interrupt it. Please stay six feet away from the people around you. We are all in this together. It's, like, the creepiest thing. <laughs> I don't know. So it's funny in my understanding. I like my supermarket because the vast majority of the people who go to my supermarket are just people of color. And we have no problem following these rules. Like every every black person that walks in there looking like a division agent of some kind. Oh yeah. And it's just it really is satisfying because um all the dis all the dissonance here in the Bay Area are mostly just um white folks who are just not listening. So we all just kind of avoid groups of white people here because the white people are the ones who don't wear the face masks. They're the ones who don't wear the rubber gloves. They're the ones that um, like I like um, I was waiting on the line at the a pharmacy and I had to sit down. There's an old Asian fellow next to me 
um, not next to me, but he was like sitting. So I sat about three seats away from him. And then some white dude sat down next to him and just started talking. He was like coughing, like in the, in the, in the drugstore. And then he just sat down next to the Asian guy and started talking to him. And me and the Asian guy looked at him and I was like, sir, <laughs> like if you, why are you in here with a cough? And why are you trying to make conversation with a cough? Like, don't make conversation. Don't make it with a con. And it's just like that everywhere I go. I don't know. Other people, like I said, you said black people don't follow rules. I have not seen that here. We are on it. We are locked what, up. What I, what I mean is, I, it, it, it takes a lot for black people. Like, they, they got to be really, like, into it for me to be like, oh, no. Well, this is a actual fucking thing. Well, I'll tell you this. A lot of the rules that black people are told are utter nonsense. And well, we know yes, we, are told, well. we are told yes, utter nonsense, that well. and that is like the gen, like a lot of rules that we're like. Like yes. one of the benefits of this is that we're seeing that a lot of the rules that we had to follow as Americans are just completely, uh, complete and utter nonsense. Just arbitrary yes. opportunities to obstruct people from just doing things in a straight line. So you know, I'm not gonna lie, we saw that shit. But this is um, this is a real, this is real shit. So yeah. what I meant is, what I meant more of is just black people. This is the real deal. Like this ain't this ain't no funk faking the funk. Absolutely not. You know, absolutely like, not. People don't. People in my neighborhood, because I, you know, I, my, we see in the suburbs, they tend to want to still have their kids out. Meanwhile, my kid has been in the car twice this week. <laughs> Yo, okay, so, so we can talk about this. We can talk about this. Where I live, um, anyone familiar with my area knows that um, it is predominantly us. I love my neighborhood. Um, there was a block party actually a couple days ago where all the people just sat in their driveways playing music. <laughs> right. That's so cute. Right. Like maintaining the distance. The kids I'm were like, jealous, you know, playing actually. in their own yards. Um, you could tell it was harder for the kids than the parents. Um, and then a dude had a bonfire with like 61 people. The story made the rounds on Twitter. Um, and the cops showed up like, no, we're not, we're not, we're not doing this. Uh, to borrow from the black guy who tips, y'all can guess the race of the dude that had a bonfire with 61 people in the middle of a pandemic, stay at home quarantine order. Wait, was that the teenager kid? Do we talk about that? I, I don't think we did, but that happened in my neighborhood. Oh, oh wow. Like, wow. And like the dude, so I don't know. I don't know if the teenager one happened in our neighborhood. This dude had like priors, like oh, unregistered okay. sex offender. Um, oh, jeez. Okay. Yeah. No. Th- th- this was the cops waiting to get his ass. Like they they was waiting at the door. Like we knew he was gonna fuck up again. We just knew it. <laughs> so, but nah, man. Like it, it's trying to make the best of it, man. Trying to make the best of it. I was on the 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 patio today. Some other families were out there. We just said, hey, you know. I feel mm-hmm. like even in this separation, it's bringing us closer because that's that's really the only human interaction we get, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but shout out to games and shout out to online gaming. That's that's mm-hmm. really like keeping us in touch with our friends. Listen, no, I'm not gonna lie. Like, so like you know, having the you know the chronic pain and my chronic condition made me anti-social as hell but like only in person like like i just did being out in the world and in pain is like the worst Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
So, and you're dealing with people. So I'm like, at least I can just like go home and be comfortable and be in pain while being comfortable. So like, like I am already in this space of, I just don't leave. Right. Um, so like, it, it's actually kind of funny. Cause like in some respects I have to remind myself, Oh, there's a fucking pandemic going on bacon. But I have completely surrounded myself by online gaming as a way to like be social and communicate that I forget that that's not for that's not what everybody does. Yeah, I um I find it funny because um America the American way is having your eyes in someone else's window, really. And there is so much commentary about people who were able to be social online, people who played games, people who chatted online, people who had a lot of online friends, got a lot of flack. Um, and I find that those people who had their eyes in looking at their eyes on our paper are having trouble navigating the solitude now. And um, I'm not like I said, now isn't the time to touchdown dance. But I definitely do have a solid um, mm-hmm for those people because they had a, there's a lot of commentary about how we yeah, lived our lives. A lot of commentary. There's a lot of there's a lot of commentary. But like, I mean, at the same time, like there's a major difference between, you know, being forced to stay in and wanting to stay in. And I know that's like part of the issue. Mm-hmm. It's I like even when you want to go out, you really can't. Oh, I understand completely. But I think. Um, we can come together for some coping mechanisms, but I find that um, the people with a lot of lot of commentary are having a lot of trouble. And also, they're not listening. They're not actually watching. I find a lot of people are um, not observing those who are a little more comfortable staying home and being social on the internet. They're not observing it. They're just kind of like flailing and they're just having their protracted anxiety attacks. So again, sure, we good luck. Good luck. Well, so the, the, the other thing is, like, a lot of us and our contemporaries, we grew up online. Like, we grew up on the 4chan boards. We grew up on the hip-hop boards. We grew up on the OG Facebook groups, which were just glorified message boards. You know, we connected and built communities in these places, right? So, like, this this isn't really anything new to us. I saw people doing, like, virtual happy hours. I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember I used to do that five years ago. Right. Like. There's something to that. And there's also. People that are new to this. And again, no shade if you're new to this. Welcome to the family. Welcome to the click. Um, there is a danger in like just throwing yourself into these online spaces looking for connection because you can get caught up real quick, real easy doing. That. Oh, yeah. Super. So like wh whether it's just getting caught up with the wrong groups or just being overwhelmed with uh triggering material or just being overwhelmed with you know substitutes for therapy it's uh it's a lot to navigate so mm -hmm. take care out is. there just take care yes though in the gaming is bringing us all together <laughs> final right. fantasy 14 and animal crossing have been lit <laughs> yeah animal crossing is um as a person who just observes Animal Crossing, I don't have a Switch. And also, it's impossible to get a Switch now. Um, I tried to tell everybody that, and just nobody listened to me. Well, I ain't got no money, so it don't make a damn difference. I'm just making well, an observation. No, no, no. 
No, no, no. I'm not saying that to you. I'm saying that in general. When I was like, you need to get a Switch before X times. Before no. Pokemon. And then you have to get it before Animal Crossing. No, nigga. You, nigga, you, you had to get a Switch before the pandemic and people fucking snatched up all the fucking game. You can't get a lot of things now. <laughs> well, there's that too. But, yeah. <laughs> but no. But no, seriously, like, remember before Pokemon? Yes. Like, you could not. I, rem- I remember, yes. Right. That was going to be the case with or without Pandemic with Animal Crossing as well. It's just even harder with Pandemic. Yes, that's the thing. You cannot scrape one up now. Before you Actually, were able to scrape one up, but now you, you cannot. You can you can get it delivered from Target, by the way. No, they ain't got no, Target ain't got no switches. Yeah, they do. There you go. I bet. I, I just checked. The two targets here have switches. Your local target may have them. Yeah, no, you, that's what I'm saying. You have to have your go to your local target and have it delivered from your local target. Target does delivery. BT dubs. Man, let's see this. Nintendo Switch console. This is this is go time right here. Let's see if we can get a switch. <laughs> Hold on, because they ain't got they. I guarantee you, they nah, nigga. Yeah, they ain't got it. No, nigga, they ain't got the goddamn switches. They, they, they don't got no goddamn switches. Why are you fighting me on this? They ain't got none. They ain't got no Not switches. Yo, no, no, no. Yo City no, doesn't, have, doesn't have, switches. have switches. No, nigga, you order one right now. See what happens. See how long you gotta wait. Till July don't count, nigga. July don't count. <laughs> <laughs> it might be because Nintendo's here. July doesn't count. Because you're near Nintendo, you get to wait till June. Huzzah. That shit still don't count. Ain't no switches anywhere. Animal Crossing, guys. Please. There are switches. No, they're not. There are switches. Near Nintendo. So also, also, we're talking about switches and Switch gaming before we go headfirst into Animal Crossing. Um, Because we're going to be, like, we're going to be inside all summer, guys. I just want to prep you for that now. Like, Mm -hmm. we're going to be inside all summer. Uh, Pokemon DLC drops on in June, so Nint- Nintendo is just Drake back to back in it. Like <laughs> it's gonna be so f- mutated legendaries from Red and Blue in this new DLC. Yeah, I'm with it. Let's go. So, Let's go. I'm so excited for the mutated legendaries. Like the what is it? it's like a. A lightning ice Articuno or something like that? Oh, yeah. Let's get it. Let's get it. Um, So, yeah. Nintendo's not missing. Like, they're they're, they're not missing, guys. We mocked the Wii U. Um, I I saw the vision with the Wii U. I'm like, okay, I get what they're trying to do. Implementation's a little bit messy. But if they can get this right, this this might uh, might be something. Like, I saw when my brother got Mario Maker for the Wii U. That's when it hit me. I was like, oh, yep. no, I see what they're trying to do here. Absolutely. If they, if they iron out the implementation, because the idea is solid. You iron out the implementation. This is fire. No, and, uh, if you if you look at the if you look at the Nintendo DS, if you look at the Wii and you look at the Wii U, they are all like those are literally the prototypes for the Nintendo Switch. All three are the prototypes for the Nintendo Switch. Don't let the Switch get a 3DS emulator. Or not like, don't let the Switch ever be able to play 3DS games. It's over. It's done. Like, they win. They're already doing ports of them. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. That's 
That's already been done, right? The Nintendo Switch is one of the greatest consoles I've ever observed. I'll say that. As a as a casual observer, it is one of the greatest consoles I have ever seen in my life. I think, like I said, I'll just say it because I like the note when history is happening. Like, the Nintendo Switch is a superlative machine. <laughs> like, it really, really, really is. Everything it's doing and everything it has and its incredible library of games and its place in actual history and culture right now. It's one of the greatest consoles ever, ever, ever. Thank you. I'll say that now. So I'm, I'll, 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 hit, I'll hit the hyperbole historic button. I'll, I'll, t- I'll take responsibility if anybody wants to argue. No, absolutely not. It's definitive. It's definitive in a way that I was surprised at. They would be dead ass wrong. <laughs> what? To argue with that? Yeah, I've never. I, I honestly, I'll say I haven't seen a console um, at this point with so much round, well-rounded library like this. Um, it's shocking, actually. So yes, it's so good. After um. After the end times, when I'm going house to house looking for um, sugar and supplies and nails and, and fabric, I'm definitely going to go ahead and find a switch, probably, in some really somber room with a nice some older couple. But it doesn't matter. I will take that switch, and then I will tell you, Bacon, I found a switch. So my earlier commentary about there being no switches was wrong. <laughs> this friendly elderly <laughs> couple hooked me up with a switch. Don't ask how they're doing. They're fine. And then we'll go on about our business. <laughs> So, yes. Switch. Superb. Okay. Uh, any other news? Uh, Nintendo news, my good sir? Because there's the Pokemon news. I don't know what else is up. I'm not going to lie. I haven't been paying did, attention to my Nintendo Directs. Do we talk about how the rumored E3 for this year, which is going to be canceled, but their presentation was going to be the year of Mario? Because this is the 35th year anniversary of Mario. Oh, oh. Um, I already knew. Like, well, they weren't even going to do a presentation anyway. Nintendo's not really doing those. They just all the important information is on Nintendo Directs. But they are bringing in um, uh, Super Mario Sunshine, Super Mario Galaxy. Mm-hmm. Galaxy and, Two. Oh my Galaxy God! Two. And really? that. What's the other Super Mario one? There's another one. Oh, God! What is, I know what you're talking about. You too. know, I can't remember what it is. It's bringing, the one that was on 3DS. God, yeah. So they're bringing all of them onto Nintendo Switch. And remastering them. And remastering them. So they're not just they're not just ports. They're full remasters. Oh, well, I'm actually really excited awesome. about Super Mario Sunshine because that game is fucking amazing and adorable. Um, if I, if I, they fix the camera in Sunshine, it will be the greatest achievement Nintendo's ever done. That's wild. I didn't know they were doing all that. That's my thing is Nintendo is aggregating all their games onto the Switch and it's, yeah. Yeah. Yep. While they still have full third-party support enough to have doom on there also um not gonna lie mario galaxy one and two i like to think that's when he acquired the last two infinity stones they are fantastic games they're fantastic games my man mario is at the peak of his powers dog like differently than anything else like he is at the peak of his fucking powers in that game so i'm like if it's when he got the last infinity stone was galaxy mario galaxy 2 right because this nigga's out here in space like he don't give a fuck like he's out in space with no protective gear anymore like he's out here like captain marvel 
doing the doing God's work for everybody. Like it's important to note that one of my favorite games and one of my favorite scenarios. So yes, I'm here for it. I, I will try and find a switch somehow. Somehow. Yeah, know. this it's gonna be a while. Oh, I ain't like I've been trying to find Ring Fit Adventure for literally two months. Yeah. What are you trying to do? Yo, I was looking for that before this all went yeah. down. Wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. What are you looking for? Ring Fit Adventure. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'll go hunting. Please, if you do find. <laughs> yeah. Right. Just- just send me uh send me a link or whatever. I have a I'm usually really good at finding this stuff. Yes. I yes, absolutely. So if you if you need something hunted down, I'm usually pretty good at hunting it. And I'm accepting finder fee donations. <laughs> that would be fine as well. I'm about to say a finder you, you mean a finder's fee. This ain't a donation. This is a required payment. Yeah, it's a requirement. <laughs> Yeah. It's a, there's a finder's fee required. It's a permit fee. I didn't know it was a permit fee. I I, I know now. <laughs> Lol. Um, yeah. So yeah, they're gonna be having the Mario games. Um, I should just. I honestly just need to look. I'm at the point with Nintendo where like, I just go to the coming soon window and I'm like, oh, what am I gonna be spending my money on in the next year? Let me. Let's take a look now. Um, cause, and it's, it's pretty great because Nintendo also is one of those companies, bless them, that they don't, most of their games, they don't announce unless they're happening within six months. So I automatically know that that game is coming out anywhere from one to six months and that's okay. I already know. I think like the only time they'll like even announce that something's about to hit development is when it's um when it's one of those things that's a huge deal like Metroid like just seeing the Metroid logo everybody like lost their shit because they've also been screaming for a Metroid game for I don't even know how long and in stuff like that they'll usually put out um like an a remastered or a port of an older game uh, to kind of tide you over. Because Nintendo's the best. Oh my god, there's a new code game coming out later this month. And Trials of Mana is coming out on the Switch on the 24th. Bless everything. Bless. Bless. I, I I really wish I had the money to spend on the amount of games that I, I like. If if I had a budget for the amount of games that I truly want, it'd be a problem. Also, the, the Borderlands game. games are dropping on Nintendo Switch next month. We still buying just Borderlands games? We still buying Borderlands games? I'm not. Just in time to cover Randy Pitchford's child porn habit. Listen. Wait, what? Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, th- yeah, I, yeah. I just heard he was a scammer. I didn't know he had a child porn habit. I mean, it. Oh, well, that was that's years ago. That oh. was a year ago. Oh, they got, didn't they get him in a medieval times with a USB drive full of kitty porn? Oh, like kitty porn. Yep. oh yeah, they did. Oh. And then just now, I think like two days ago, he walked into his office, told his employees that were supposed to be getting a bonus that he promised 
Yeah, y'all not getting the bonus that y'all thought y'all were. And if y'all don't like it, you can leave. Yeah. He's an evil supervillain. He's Handsome Jack. He's literally <laughs> Handsome Jack. And he's a terrible person. He's one of those people where, when you know, people try to, like, justify, like, buying the games to, of his to me. I'm just like, bruh, he's trash. Yeah, I didn't know that. I didn't just say that you like the game more than you care. It's fine. We all like stuff made by trashy people. That's fine. Don't try to absolve his trashiness. Yes. He's a horrible person. Yes. Borderlands yeah. can be a problematic fave, but please acknowledge that it's a problematic fave. Please just say yes. it. Yes. I mean, come on, guys. Come on. You ain't got a lot of kick it, Craig. You ain't got also, a lot didn't of he used to have, Wasn't he the one with the theater and he had, what, what did he call them? Some kind of weird parties? Because you know he's a magician, too. So he has his own theater on his property and he does magic shows. And I think one of the claims is that they had underage teenage parties in that shit. Oh my God. Oh, yeah. 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 So. In not scummy video game news. Yes, please. Uh, Bravely Default is going to be released this summer, probably. Uh, but Bravely Default 2, we've been waiting on that game. The demo's already out. For people who haven't played Bravely Default 1, I suggest you play through the demo. Uh, Bravely Default came out on the Nintendo DS and is probably one of my favorite Square games ever. And it's extremely hard. It's one of those games where like, it starts off like, oh, this is you know kind of easy. Like you think you're going through a normal story that is kind of easy and then all the, you beat the boss and then it turns out, oh wait, uh, now you have to do this all over again. Like your hero starts, like you defeat the boss, you think you saved the day and then all of a sudden the hero wakes up at, square, at day one of where he left off. Like the fuck, what happened? Oh my. Yeah. So like it's basically like Groundhog Groundhog's Day meets Final Fantasy. And um each time you go through though, it gets progressively harder. And you have to figure out then you have to figure out how you stop the loop. Hmm. And everything is more distorted each time you go through it. That sounds exactly like the type of game I would like. You would love it. It is so good. It is so good. Uh, You're literally describing games that I am playing on a regular basis. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it also had um, it also had a um, uh, a feature using you know how like the Nintendo D how Nintendo DSs they all talk to each other. Mm -hmm. So. Bravely Default 1 had a feature where every person you pass, that person shows up as a bonus monster that you can fight on the on the uh, second screen. That's okay. What? Yeah. That's dope. And so the level of that monster was determined based off of the level of your character. Of the other person's character. Yeah, everything about this game sounds fantastic. So, like, you could level up and get bonus stuff and, like, do these really hard fights. Like, the fights are really hard. I can't emphasize how hard this game gets. Like, it really does start out, like, easy and, like, a cakewalk. And then, like, oh, I'm doing the thing. And, yes, this is just going to be a short run. And then everything, like, as soon as you beat the final boss, everything's fucked up. <laughs> 
you realize you're like, oh, everything is a lie. <laughs> it's a fantastic game. So I'm very excited about the second one. I haven't played the demo. Some of our friends have played the demo. Uh, take a look at it. I'm another one of those games I'm gonna be super excited about. And for Samurai Jack fans, um, Christmas time, 1231st, Samurai Jack Battle Through Time. Is that that's a game that's coming out? That's game coming out Nintendo Switch. Oh wow. Yeah, it looks it looks pretty good. It looks pretty good. Oh, it's wow. uh yeah. It I don't want to say God of War clone, because like most linear-ish, open world-ish combat. Yeah, it's just a beat em up. Just yeah. A, yeah, but it'll be a beat em up with a story and a purpose. Well, yes. yes. And Samurai Jack. So, like, and Samurai yeah, Jack. Yeah, Samurai so, Jack. Yeah. so, if that sort of game is up your alley and you enjoy Samurai Jack, you will probably enjoy this game. If you enjoy the show, you would probably enjoy Samurai Jack. If you enjoy <laughs> the show, you will probably enjoy Samurai Jack. That's fair. Say Ray Jack is one of the best shows ever, hands down. Ever, hands down. Like, just literally ever. I did not expect to like the ending as much as I did. Well, I mean. It was so good. It was just, it was perfect. We can't spoil the ending, though. The ending's too good. You can't. You can't. That's what yeah, I mean. Yeah, yeah, you can't encourage somebody to watch something. Yeah. No, the ending of Samurai Jack is a never spoiler. It's it's kind of one of those. It just it's a never spoiler. Same with Avatar: The Last Airbender. We don't mm. talk about it. Mm. So okay, have have y'all heard the rumor? I'm prefacing this by saying it is a rumor, but it's a rumor I 100% believe that um, the creators have neither like every time it comes up. They're, it's brought up to them. They're like, "Yeah, we're not going to confirm or deny this." Um, oh, absolutely! I've heard that many times. The, their original idea for the endings for season one of Korra and their mm -hmm. original idea for the ending of Last Airbender. Wait, I'm sorry. What? So okay, I want to talk about. Different. So okay, if there's a, it's probably a lot of work on Just, your end. Yeah. No, Aaron's used to doing spoiler warnings. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Okay. Okay, so... One of my favorite podcasts, uh, Right Time with Bomani Jones, what they do anytime they talk about something they don't want the people to know about, but they want the people to know that it's being talked about. They like play a little elevator music where it would have happened. And so you're like, but what were y'all talking about? And you can clearly hear everyone reacting to what was just said. It's just really clever. Um, but massive spoiler warning for Avatar The Last Airbender in season one of Korra. So... The ending of The Last Airbender, allegedly, rumor, they weren't supposed to survive. And, like, if you watch it, you can see clearly the parts where Katara was supposed to die, mm -hmm. Toph was supposed to die, Sokka was supposed to die, and Aang is supposed to be traumatized from killing Ozai. 
Like you can see the threads for all of those things that are supposed to be there, but they're like, yeah, we're still Nickelodeon. We've given y'all a lot of leeway. It can't be this. It can't be this. Like when Katara freezes herself in Azula, that's supposed to be them both dying. Woo! Um, <laughs> that would when... not be good. I'm just thinking of all of us traumatized as children. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No. Uh-oh. No. <laughs> so that scene where Top and Sokka are surrounded by firebenders as the blimp is going down. Oh, God. And like, the last... narrowly. Yeah. Oh. They were supposed to go down there. Like, the threads are there. Um, and then for Korra, because they didn't expect them to get a season two, they just wanted to do, like, one shot and done. Korra's supposed to kill herself at the end of season one to restart the cycle, since she's lost all her powers. No! I'm so just, bad. I'm so just remember bad. that last scene with her standing on the cliff after no, being told that she had... Exactly what you're talking about. I was like, no, no. No, no, no. Yeah. And then they just uh, gave us more heart wrenching seasons later. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, season two was really hard. And that's the season that get, that ends with a murder suicide. Mm. Like, an unabashed murder suicide. Yeah, by the end of Cora, they are literally doing some dark, dark, dark Yo. stuff. But but they also preface Cora a bit better for it because Cora is older, the people yeah, her are older, yeah. and like they really really got into the child abuse part of stuff with um, Avatar season one. So like Cora was for a more older audience. Cora literally was for us. Right, yo, Asami's dad is such a piece of shit. He was so what? awful. Such a piece of shit. What? He's a horrible being. Um. Oh, there's there's another great. Oh, so when Cora made the move to go online, I know everyone was saying, "Oh, it's because of LGBT issues." Because Cora is clearly bi in season three and four, and the creators were like, "Nah, it was the violence. That's why they made us go to online only." They don't like our Nickelodeon didn't care that we made Cora bi. They cared that we had the Earth Queen, the literal oxygen taken from her lungs, and she gets to watch her breath leave her body. That's why they made us go to online. <laughs> They're like, no, 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 we were too violent. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? I get it. No, that, no, Nickelodeon's, why would Nickelodeon care about that? Nickelodeon literally had my soul called life. I had forgotten all about that. Yeah. No, it's like, I was like, did they? Yeah. <laughs> they absolutely did. <laughs> also, Loud House, which is just the most adorable little show. And Degrassi. They did have Degrassi. They did have Degrassi. Do you know how many overdoses and gays were on the, on those shows? You know what? I wasn't a Degrassi kid, I, but I'm a little bit older, right? I was like, our Degrassi was like, "Hey, dude," and what, listen, and what's the one? Salute your shorts. Salute your shorts. What's the other one? Sixteen was sixteen one. Oh yeah. So I remember Clarissa explains it all. Clarissa explains it all. Hey, dude. And oh, and the. What, not uh the roundhouse what was it no it was roundhouse yeah roundhouse the roundhouse like that so because it was, was all that and roundhouse that. back to back god y'all should if y'all are younger y'all should go look up everybody should go look up roundhouse bruh <laughs> like i went back and watched one of those sketches as an adult and i'm like how did they get away with this 
Yes. How? Also, shout out to all that. Like, all their musical... Ice Cube, Coolio, Criss Cross. Uh, like, they had well, you some... Know, you know Malcolm Jamal Warner was a producer on that show. I did not know that. This explains mm-hmm. so much. Yep. This explains so much. Um, Listen, I just still just like pulling up episodes of Degrassi because I swear to God, Drake never grew up from that role. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I like comparing current Drake to baby Drake, like his character on Degrassi. And I'm like, you little fuck nigga, just like you played. <laughs> so you are hiding a child. <laughs> you are hiding a child. Oh my god! <laughs> so okay, has there been there've been better beef songs, right? Like I'm not gonna say that was a a, a top tier beef okay. song. Okay, the only thing that bothers me about that is that it wasn't it wasn't hidden. It wasn't a secret. That shit came out in January before that song hit. So I was just like, what hidden child? But we, but most of us didn't know. Yes, we we didn't did. know. We've literally talked about it on the read. That's how I know niggas know. It was on the read. But like that one line, is there a meaner line than that? I just don't, I just don't understand it. I'm just like, we done knew he had a child with his ex. Wait, so is that the interview where he was talking about getting the child tested like multiple times to make sure that it was his? Uh, something like that. I don't remember. I vaguely, I think I vaguely remember. Yeah, this. but it was like it was it, it was with his ex. She doesn't even want anything to do with him. <laughs> She's just like, whatever. This is my child. I literally don't care. Go away. <laughs> like he literally, like we all knew about it. And then we acting like we didn't know about it. Like, oh, he's hiding a child. And I'm like, I'm like, this is, this came out in January. I'm so confused. But, you know, the song's good. So, okay. I'll (laughs) pretend like this is real beef that, okay. This all matters, (laughs) yes. (laughs) All right. I'm just like, I I don't understand. It was still fun. Like, Adidas pulled the deal they had with Drake because of this song. Like, Pusha T legitimately cost Drake millions. Which is, that part I thought was really funny. But, I mean, Drake can take a hit. He's got enough money. Yeah. He's got so much money. Like, he he honestly thought it was, like, Meek Milligan. He's like, no, this is someone that can actually rap and is, you know, (laughs) a product of the Virginia Beach uh, area. Didn't he that write we... that while he was in jail? Which one? No, no, no. Pusha didn't write that while he was in jail. Oh, okay. No, that must have been the Nicki Minaj issue. There were so many beefs that happened at the same time in that one week. I'm like, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> I keep, I do keep forgetting Meek was in jail. Like, that is the thing that I keep. I'm like, oh, yeah, he did go to jail. Over, like, the dumbest shit. The dumbest <laughs> shit. Like he really, it's a you know I don't. I, I'm, not, who, I'm not cool enough to understand the raps. But so. you, uh, you know what you can't go to jail for. What can you go to jail for? Uh, no, what you can't go to jail for. What can't you go to jail for? 
missing loan payments in Animal Crossing, and I appreciate that in these times. You can't go to jail for missing loan payments. We have um, we have no interest pay at your own leisure loan payment. Um, I have a question. Um, okay. as a person who yes. doesn't own Animal Crossing, all I hear from housemate um Amani Gandhi is fucking Tom Nook about twice a week. Yes, I've, that's about right. I've yes. looked I've looked up Tom Nook. He seems nice enough. But it's a lie. Um he's nice. He's so cute. Right. But what I understand is every once in a while I'll I'll look uh, I'll walk into the living room and I'll see Amani shaking her head at um some type of interest rate issue with her and her um loan that she received to begin her Animal Crossing adventure. There's no interest rate. I'm okay. Either way. So okay. So you start off with a little tent. Right. And so coming to this island, like the plane fare, all the stuff, getting set up with the little tent and the supplies that you start off with is not free. But he's like, you know what? I'll cut you a deal. There's this thing called Nook Miles. So you can either pay off the money, like, I think, how much was it? Is the first one 40000 or is it 98000 No, 98000 is your house, right? Yeah, 98 is the house. I think okay. forty is the, yes. is the tent. So you can either pay 40000 bells for the tent and stuff, or you can pay 5000 Nook Miles. Now, you get Nook Miles for doing literally everything. You get Nook Miles for catching bugs, for, like, Chopping at trees for saying hi to your neighbor. Literally every you get Nick Miles just for playing the game. So then what you do is you're like, oh, look, I've accumulated like 10,000 Nick Miles. And he's like, great, I'll take the five. And look, you have your first thing played off. And then he's like, so how about that tent? Do you really like living in a tent? Don't you wish you had like space? And I'm like, yes, I sure do. And he's like, okay, I'm going to build you a house. Pick out where you want your house. And you're like, okay, so I'm going to go pick out my house. And then you get back and he's like, fantastic. You're going to wake up tomorrow with a house. You wake up tomorrow and you've got a house. You're in a room. Everything's great. And he's like, awesome. That'll be $98,000. You don't have to pay it right now. You can pay it whenever you feel like. Using that machine over there that looks suspiciously like ATM. It's called an ABD machine. <laughs> oh. And so you can put bells, which are the currency, into your savings. And once you accumulate enough bells, you can either pay bells from your wallet or from your savings to towards your loan. And so once your loan's all paid off, he'll even clap. He's like, Yeah. And he's like, Now how about that house? Wouldn't you wish it was a little bit bigger? <laughs> and you're like, and you can be like, no, I'm fine. And he'll be like, oh, okay, but, you know, keep in mind, you can come back to me. And Or he'll be like, oh, or he'll be like, you know what? I do wish my house was bigger. And he'll be like, excellent. So we'll start on your house. And then the next time he's like, all right, so we've got your house. Your It's bigger now. And, of course, you want your house bigger. You want more house, more space. But whenever you want to upgrade your house, that's when he's like, okay, you have to make sure you have to make sure your loans paid off before you can upgrade your house. And once you upgrade your house, 
you have another loan. Now, further in the game, we get into infrastructure. You're, you can build infrastructure for your island. So you can build ramps so that you don't have to use a ladder to go up and down cliffs. You can build bridges. And of course, there's lots of different styles you can choose from. And the different styles costs quite a bit of money, depending on what they are. Um, funny enough, I think like the cutest bridge is actually a stone bridge. And it's like the third or fourth most is, it, it's like, it's like mid-range expensive, but I think it's cuter than some of the high-end stuff. Wait, wait, you got to choose your bridge? You I haven't got to the point to where you get to, no, I, no, the first no, bridge, no. I didn't. No, no, the first bridge you don't get to choose. Oh, okay. I was like, wait, what? No, no, no. <laughs> and this is, so after the residential services upgrades, then you can, you have access to infrastructure building. And so you also have to regularly check in with Tom Nook. And he, like, because there's actually kind of, like, a quest line, kind of, for the island. But it, the game is still play at your own pace. So you have to go to Tom Nook for anything construction-related. And you go, and, of course, rental-related. And then you can talk to Isabel, who's adorable and the best, about everything else. Um, so sometimes you have to be like, okay, Tom Nook, what the hell do I do? And he'll be like... Well, now we've got to do this, which could be build house, more houses so you get more people coming in so they can move in. Or, so, huh? Bacon, Bacon, can I interrupt you right there? So let me yeah. tell you about this asshole. So he's in morning meetings because we have morning meetings. So I cut my switch on probably about 730 in the morning. I'm getting ready for work. He gets a phone call during the morning meeting saying, hey. Yeah, we can do that deal. Not a problem. I go in later to the tent. He's like, hey, man, we got some new villagers coming in. Always great to have you. Uh, yeah, I sold a couple new packages. Uh, why don't you uh, furnish them for me? Now, keep in mind, we bought a house with nothing in it. Right. These we bought people, a tent. But the yeah, people, we bought a tent. The people who want to move in don't want to move, want, don't want to live in tents. Mind you, though, you're also not the only villager who started off in tents. Yes, everybody did. I'm just everybody saying, like, he had the audacity to ask me, like, we ain't getting paid for them tents. I mean, them, the, the crafting. He but just we, said, he just said, hey, man. Does give us all the recipes for no cost to craft them. And yes, I would give you the recipe, too, and, if you were going to make something for me for free. And you can also use those recipes when later when you have your store upgraded and there's the hot item of the day. All yes, of the hot true. item of the days, all the hot item of the days are things that you can craft. So you can craft a shit ton of them and then sell them for extra money. <laughs> that is very true. I'm just messing with everybody. Tom, look, is just, he's so evil. Like he's his middle name is capitalism. Like Tom Capitalism okay. Nook. Listen, he Tom is Nook capitalism. is the avatar of capitalism but that Tom Twitter Nook complains is, about. No, Tom Nook is the way capitalism is supposed to work. With and a benevolent he, overlord, and you act right. as an indentured servant instead of a slave. Exactly. Tom Nook is Disney. By the way, I still don't trust Timmy and Tommy either. Precious, even though nope, they, yo, like, they are on nope, your don't trust every them. time you're in that store. 
I get racially profiled in my own store. I don't like this. <laughs> I don't like this. I walk in the store and these little kids run up on me like, so what you doing? You gonna buy something? You gonna buy something? You gonna buy something? Okay, cool. We just Listen, watch it. I'm like, the Mabel sisters do that too. I got that hedgehog all up in my business. And I'm like, Listen, I'm just looking at the hat. When I walk into Timmy and Tommy's store, when I buy something, why do that? Why is it always Tommy that's always the second person? Timmy's like, yeah, great. Thank you. And then Tommy's like, yeah, thank you. Like, do, do y'all see that? Every time you go in there, they repeat themselves. <laughs> They're twins. It's creepy. They're cute. Don't trust it. Don't They're trust so it. Cute. And I like how you went, like, deeper on Timmy, even though he's actually higher pitch. He really is. Yeah, he really is. They'll be like, thank you. And then the other one will be like, thank you. It's super cute. Can we talk about the characters of the year? Um, there are so many characters, but yeah. The, the seagulls? Fuck them seagulls! <laughs> no, no, not the seagulls, the dodos. At the airport. Oh, yeah, no, yes. no, no. The dodos. Yes. 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 Don't the Dota Oscar, don't the Oscar, we are airborne. <laughs> I think it was like Bell Bottom Boogie. He said, yeah. they, what did they, one of them said, we got a walker coming in right now. <laughs> <laughs> so you have an airport on your island. And um, yeah, so you have an airport on your island. And so you can go to visit your friends or visit mystery islands or go visit um, uh, a very bizarre seagull that creeps me out. Um, and they're operated by dodos and isn't the airlines called doll? I I feel like it's dodo airlines. Yep. Yeah. Dodo it's airlines. doll. Dodo airlines. Yeah. <laughs> and the, it actually has like, okay, y'all, they did some graphic design on this logo. Like the loading screen, the like, cause the logo is like a circle and it's got a dodo on it. Like, and on the loading screen, it'll show the wings flapping and it'll go like, like a plane taking off as if you were on a plane and you see that little TV, that's what it would play. Like they did some serious graphic design on that logo. <laughs> I'm like, that's a really great logo. Also uh, the fact that you, when you fly in this, when you're flying to another like area, it is so well done. Like you get into your plane and then the other person is notified and then they have to turn off their phone because this is like an intro where you you see them flying in and they're looking over the you're look they're looking over your town and it's so it's so good on the switch. Like I've played every Animal Crossing game and this is by far the best. It's so good. It's so good. And um yeah. Oh yeah, but the uh, so yeah, there's two dodos. There's the dodo at the counter, and then there's the dodo who pilots the plane. Uh, Justin. <laughs> no, it's just Animal Crossing. This is my first Animal Crossing. I'm an Animal Crossing neophyte, um, and I'm really enjoying it. I, I, I'm enjoying the pace, and the pace is my pace. Um, I'm enjoying how multiplayer works. I'm enjoying how local multiplayer works. Um, it's just really fun and relaxing. And I think it, um, I was talking with Asia from Thumbstick Mafia about it. And she said, yo, it's game of the year. And I'm like, mm, that's, I think that's a bit much. That's I hadn't thought about. It. I was like, no, nah, I, I can, I can see the argument. Cause like, 
culturally this game came at unfortunately the right time because it is like the perfect distraction from what is happening around us it is a perfect way for people to connect with other people while we're socially distancing like like we don't got a social distance on the island um shout out to everybody that has the coughing emote and the mask um (laughs) i've seen so many people walking around in masks in that game it cracks me up (laughs) yeah it but it's just really fun it's there's always something new right like the season changed from march to april and your island changes because it's a brand new season we've got holidays there's always a reason to come back to it it's just really fun it's really chill and i'm really enjoying it like there's a lot to do there you you set up your museums you set up all your little shops you set up um what your different villagers want and like i said i'm just i'm enjoying it if all animal crossings are like this you know consider me uh on the bandwagon consider me a new fan like i'm here yeah legit animal crossing like this is just like every every animal crossing is kind of an evolution of the previous animal crossings and contents that come out like um Aaron was saying before um it's really a culmination of you know new stuff because it's on the Switch but also also Nintendo like the Animal Crossing on the DS and with the um home designer and there's even Pocket Camp attributes to it like the whole intercrossing flowers that's from Pocket Camp. That's that's that wasn't in the previous games. You can do that before. Uh, that's something that they tr- pulled directly out of Pocket Camp, and it's just it's just really cool. And the the crafting system is really similar to Home Designer, and it's just it makes me really happy because it just allows a level of customization that just wasn't there before. So I'm not just having to collect furniture. I can actually like change the appearance of my furniture to match my furnishings. So like my super cute house, like I have, you know, I have my wood dyed pink and on some parts and dyed white on the others to match the fact that I have like upteen billion teddy bears and cute painted uh, floor. So how do you do that? How do you dye your furniture? Um, Tom, it's it's one of those things you have to you unlock through Tom Nook. Um, got it. Got it. He will. I think. I think it's after you after you build the houses for the other animals, and um. Yeah, yeah, it's after you build the houses, and I believe it's after the resi- the new improved residential services. Um, he'll he'll give you uh, custom customization boxes, and from that point on, you can buy them in the store. Uh, you might be able to buy them from my store because they're in my store. Um, and then you just go up to your workbench with the customized, you just go up to your workbench and it'll say customize as an option on your workbench. And he'll give you like 50 and I haven't used them all yet. So, but that's how I have, um, and not everything is customizable, but, um, 
Yeah, not everything is uh, customizable, but the things that are, it's just a really nice touch. Nice, nice. Which is why my place is super cute. You know, which was, uh, which was not intentional. <laughs> I can confirm it is a super cute place. I've seen the screenshots. I've seen the screenshots. Haven't you been in my house? Not since the renovations. Oh, oh yeah, it's been well. Um, also, if you have a bathtub or any kitchen stuff, can you please send me those? <laughs> uh, you know, it, I will. I will do what I can. It'll. I, I you just, can send it via your catalog. So, as we're recording, because I'm a professional, um, I just did the building the houses for the other people, and gotta say, effing Tom Nook, you know, you got you got kids. They could have done this. You know, you have a staff. <laughs> You kids. He knows how to operate a workbench. Clearly. Um, but so I just did that. So island's starting to come together. It's not looking like a trap house out here. Soon I'll get some roads. Uh, have a nice little garden going. It's it's just it is a it is a virtual Zen garden, and I thoroughly enjoy um, what Animal Crossing is providing in the space right now it's so good shout out to the little girl who ended up having a surprise birthday party via animal crossing oh that's awesome that is awesome so cute i read about it they they even like made a happy birthday sign and they put it on the ground and they had like like tree stumps in a circle so that they were all sitting in a circle around it and i was just like oh Oh, there's a lot of cute. Uh, somebody decided to do um, um, an obstacle course where it was also musical chairs. So they had like awesome, right? So like they were literally like running around in a circle, and what they were like, they had it so that the person would be like on their phone, and then when they dropped the phone, everybody would have to go find a chair. And so, I, approve, I approve of this. <laughs> right. It was so cute. And it was great because the last chair, like the last, the last one of it. And of course they had like a little obstacle course, like between each, like each section. So like everybody had to like run up the cliffs and like jump up and whatever. And then they all had to gather around and they even made like a pen, like a ring around like the little arenas. And the, for the the last one, the single chair, it was a toilet. <laughs> <laughs> it was so. Some people are doing really cute things. Um, after watching that, I was looking at my island, going, "I want to play hide and seek." Especially with, with my orchard, right there, and my giant Godzilla statue. My island would be really good for hide and seek. Hide and seek. I think this can work. I, th I think we can organize uh, ADD space, hide and seek. Um, I don't want to do an ADD. On Bacon's Island. <laughs> I feel like we can do this. I mean, now I have... can we do this for real? Yes, eight people on an island. This is correct. Eight people on an island. Yep. We can play hide. We can play the hide and seeks. 
You can do all sorts. Of, like, you are only limited by your imagination with what you can do here. Literally, like it. It's such a hard game to like describe. People have been trying to like get me to describe Animal Crossing, and I've been having the hardest time because I'm just like, uh, I, I, you can do whatever. Yeah. I mean, I have a flock of I have a flock of flamingos in my front yard. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> like bears fall from the sky, and money literally grows on trees. Oh, yeah, I gotta start doing money trees. Oh, bruh. Tim, bruh. Excuse me, what? So, you can find buried treasure on your island. Um, and if you plant the treasure instead of pocketing it, you can plant a money tree. The tree will grow. And then it'll... Bundles of money will be on the tree. And Tom Nook yes. doesn't get in your ass about paying him back. No. You can grow your own money. Yes. Oh. Okay, so when you put it like that. Right. <laughs> oh, and Tom Nook is and, oh and, Tom... and and his nephews take anything. They will buy anything you give them. I've been selling weed to his nephews for the last week and a half. I don't have any more weeds to give to the boys. Well, um, it seems as though Animal Crossing is a capitalist utopia with all of your friends and family on it. I told you it's how capitalism is supposed I, to work. Then why is everyone so mad at Tom Nook, who is um, supplying us with the means to um, live in a capitalist utopia? Because I don't want to pay shit. Right. Because, but... yo, you, t you <laughs> promised me an island vacation. You didn't tell me I'd have to pay. You should have told me up front that I'd be paying. Right. But if and I can. Every time I get a little taste, you're like, you know, you want a little bit more? Yeah, here's double what you just paid. You I'm want a little bit more? Sure, I'm pretty, double what you just paid. You know, I'm pretty sure the entire purpose, like, you go in knowing that you're going to be rebuilding a deserted island. I'm pretty sure he says that in the beginning. It wasn't supposed to be a vacation. Rebuilding is one thing. Paying the man to rebuild the island is another. I mean, you're only paying him to expand your own house that you're not building. I'm not going to lie. The whole money tree concept got me like, I'm like, oh, <laughs> like, I don't really care what you do then. If you don't, if you're not going to jam me up every month and I can grow my own money and make my own money and just sell whatever junk I have around the house to your homies, then. And you don't have to expand your house. Sure. And I'm just like, I can just pay you back. I, I can wait until I pay you back fully and then renovate my house and then do this all over again, including selling like used plastic bags and then like growing my own money aside from working um that's good supplementary income being able to sell cans for like not just five cents a can but for like 90 cents a can you know what i mean like getting good money for like used plastic bags you, single socks you can, also, you can also craft a can into a succulent using a can and weeds and then you can sell the succulent for more money than the can or the weeds right so whatever I produce, whatever I have, whether it be useful or useless, I can sell back to the Tom Nook family yes. to pay back my debts, as well as grow my own money. Yes. And work. Yes. I probably shouldn't have said you can grow your own money. So, so the money you get from money trees, can you plant that to grow another money tree or it's only the money you dig up from the ground? specifically money that you put in that golden money hole. 
So you can dig up the money and put in a 10,000 bag of money and then the tree will grow three bags of $10,000. And the tree continues to grow $10,000. It'll only go up to $10,000. So you can get $30,000 from a money tree. No, I can only get $30,000 from a money tree. Right. Every couple days. Oh. But so once a day... Once a day, when that special like treasure will appear in the ground with the golden hole, like the gold, it glows and stuff, and then you plant money into it. But that tree will forever produce money. And Tom Nook doesn't want me to pay him back immediately, even though he could clearly see <laughs> I'm growing my own money. You can pay back. He can see me. Like he'll walk by my house and I'll just have like money trees in the front of the house and I'll just be out there listening to music, fucking dancing with no shoes on. And he'll just be like, hey, Mr. Freeman. And I'll be like, hey, Tom Nook. And I don't have to give him shit, even though he sees me literally dancing under money trees. See, when you say it like that, it sounds like he has a point. Right. Tom Nook should become the next president of the United States. I said it. (laughs) Tom Nook has our best interest in heart. And he understands the unique situation Americans are in right now. And if anyone were to allow us to grow without their handout, without kowtowing to major corporations, it would be Tom, who has the vision of the people and not the corporations who are not people in mind. Um, I will have to get a switch faster. California does not have a fucking switch, by the way. California <laughs> does not have a fucking switch in it. <laughs> Oh, that's actually really funny. Um, I mean, not for you, but... No. California does not have a switch. Um, I've been looking all up and down the coast since we brought it up originally. And they're out of stock everywhere. Um, But more importantly, importantly, I just wanted to give a shout out to um, Tom Nook for um, looking out for all of us. And um, thank you, Tom Nook. I'll be purchasing your game soon enough. Soon as possible. Even if I have to travel out of the state via car uh, the other housing market um that is kind within the real housing market in light of the pandemic and squeenix has a history of doing this um, they are not demolishing houses in final fantasy 14 um, if people can't log in so normally what happens in 14 is if you don't log in for x amount of days i think it's an exorbitant amount of days um, it's like 90 yeah like I want to say it's like either 45 or 90 days. Okay. Yeah. Um, so if you don't log in for 45 days, then it gets ticked. Well, if you don't walk into your house for 45 days, it gets ticked for demolition. And then you have another 45 days from that time to log there in we go. and um, walk in. If you don't in that 45 days, then it gets demolished. Um, and they're saying, yeah, we're not demolishing houses. Folks are struggling out here. We're not even going to bother with that. Um, they, I believe they also did this for the tsunamis and the earthquakes. Like any, anytime there's some sort of disruption where they're, they're like, yeah, people probably can't game right now. Cool. We're not demolishing houses. You shouldn't have to lose your house over this. So. Yeah, they did that for during the hurricanes as well. I remember. Yeah. Which is probably why it took us forever to get a house. But I'm not mad about that. Just, oh no, the re- the reasons why it took us so long to get a house are completely understandable. Um, 
my my complaint with the housing situation in 14 is to me the solution is obvious just add more districts um but now that i understand how they how the housing districts work i get why they don't want to do that that's a massive pain in the ass on their end just to add three extra housing districts also i'm not gonna lie it would fuck up the economy little bit little bit um, after, I don't watching, after watching me do gardening and the way that airships work i think you understand right well i don't think they care about crashing their own economy if if the no. latest crafting update is any indication they don't care about crashing the the player the player the player to player economy they don't care about that uh they care to a point um part of part of the issue is balancing the economy with also making content accessible and they really right. needed, they needed to, they needed to do something to make crafting and gathering accessible. Once Ishgard is done, I don't think like this isn't this isn't our forever thing. This is this is a temporary boost. See, I don't know. I I don't think you can go back after this. Like once you've gotten so many people into the ease of crafting, you can't just take that away from them. No, no, but that's just it. They won't need to. Uh, what they'll probably do next is um, do it differently with the Doma reconstruction. Mm. Yeah. I imagine they'll do Doma, and then from there, they'll probably do the Crystarian. Oh, my God. Wow. That is, that is so clever. That is so clever. Each expansion, you're essentially going through these different areas that have to be reconstructed, that can be re that can be revisited later in future expansions. So you're always going, yo, good game design, Squid. Good game design. <laughs> there's no That's way, good game design. There's no way there's not a long-term plan for this, but they still had to do it in a way to make it. Because I'm telling you, 1 through 60 was a fucking slog. Specifically 50 through 60. But one, I bet you... Once, um, uh, once Doma, I mean, sorry, once Ishgard is done, like it's done, like it's going to be done in sections. Like they're not going to, they're not going to keep it like this. They're probably going to do it in, in smaller batches. Yeah. Well, Just cause what everybody up. Right. Cause once they dropped Ishgard dot the first Ishgard, -ish, um, iteration and i was like oh this is what it can be i took i took six of the eight crafters from basically one to 80 in about three weeks and i've just been bullshitting on carpenter and alchemist like they're ready to go to 80 they all have manipulation which is the major hurdle once you get manipulation it's leveling your crafter using ishgard is just all right here's your macro play some it's animal it's crossing it's they made a tweak in my last in the last update that screwed up one of my macros. So I had to I had to re I had to uh rebuild the macro. Oh yeah, they they what is it? Innervation only affects synthesis now and they gave veneration for touch or vice versa. One of the two. But yeah. Yeah, but they, no, they they tweaked in the la specifically the last update, like the last the last patch update. Yeah, 52 uh no it, it, not the five two in the last maintenance oh okay yeah they did they did something they tweaked some numbers and my um my uh my 70 was kept failing 
And I'm like, why is my 70 macro failing? Yeah. But I, re- I had to find another macro and I just like redid it. And I'm like, now it's working fine. It's working fine. So they, they tweaked something that fucked up my macro. But I don't really care. Well, one thing they really did in terms of just like ease of access, they sh- they sh- they gave um, a screen, a menu to show you exactly how much progress you're going to make for every crafting action. So it's not guesswork anymore. I know. They're just, they're, they're just straight up telling you, all right, cool. This action will give you this much. This action will give you this much. These buffs give you this much. I'm like, this is so handy. Thank you. It's like they, they, they want you to do these things. Like it. They give you all the information and they make it accessible, but they don't make it easy, if that makes any sense. Like, it's still a challenge. and you, There's still a, a a skill gap, but they're showing you how to do it once you've bridged that gap. And I appreciate that. Um, we're also getting new Relic Weapons on Tuesday, so that's exciting. Wait, we get Relic Weapons on Tuesday, finally? Yeah. The Relic Weapon Quest, uh, that 525 drops on Tuesday. We got maintenance on Monday, which means we should probably raid tonight or tomorrow. Because uh, raiding on raiding Monday before maintenance is going to be hell. I it's mean, be... I regularly made raid on maintenance, but yeah, let's raid. Yeah, because like that's when everyone's like, "Oh shit, I didn't do my homework." Yeah, let me go and do my homework right now. It's uh it's an adventure trying to do raids either before reset or before maintenance because it's everyone realizing oh snap i didn't do that this week yeah i'll just go in it's fine someone will carry me it's cool i'll get carried i mean i don't get to carry people i mean i don't solo healer i mean i don't get to i don't get to be carried right I, I, i think your your potential for solo healing is increased exponentially on Mondays. It's so bad. Why is it so bad? Like, I'm not, okay, I'm not, I'm not exaggerating, right? I, do I end up solo healing a lot? Yes. No, I have witnessed it. <laughs> I've been a witness to this. Like, I've got to the point now where as I'm tanking, I can see who's doing the healing. <laughs> and I'll watch Bacon just keep throwing out heals. And the other heal will just be like, and here's my DPS. Deeps. Some more deeps. <laughs> a dot. Some deeps. And I'm just like, you're a white mage. Your numbers don't matter. You have you have a skill that literally gives us half health and regen. That it costs nothing for you. You could spam it the whole fight if you want. There's no penalty. And you're not using it. They don't use it. Why don't they use Medica 2? Why do they not use Medica 2? It's so frustrating. It's like I, I'm watching it happen. It's like, oh, stone, stone, glare, stone, glare. I'm like, why, why aren't you helping our scholar? Help the scholar, please. I need some help, Kyrie. I need some help. <laughs> I just, what else has happened? I feel like a lot of, I feel like a lot of content is dropped in Final Fantasy fourteen. Well, they're advancing the story, and I'm really interested to see where they go from here. Um, I'll try to talk around spoilers, but the overarching big bad 
their new plan is basically fine. Everybody gets the gift. And I'm like, but wouldn't that be bad for you? Because then it's just a bunch of people that can fight you. Why do you want this? So. I'm very curious to see where this goes. And then you've got the big bad from the previous expansion doing his thing. And then the empire is still in disarray. Like there's a lot of moving pieces happening in 14 and there is a plan in place. There's, there's a a great story being told and that's why we keep coming back. That's why we're, we're, that's why we're going to pay another 50 bucks in a year and a half. Like I know. Like, I know one of the knocks on 14 is people say it's too predictable. Like, you know exactly what you're going to get. There's no surprises in terms of the type of content. And I'm like, yeah, I, I kind of like to know what I'm paying for, actually. Right. And the content is so good. Right. Like, it's consistently good. I have to get updated on my Hildebrand quests, though, because I bet you more Hildebrand content is coming out. And my God, I don't want to do it. But you're going to. Well, I hate Hildebrand, but I'm missing a dungeon, and I need that dungeon to be able to do um, expert. Oh, that sucks. I mean, not expert, mentor roulette. In order to do, in order to do mentor roulette, I have to have all of the expert trials and all of the all of the dungeons. And there's a dungeon I'm missing from the Hildebrand quests. Well. I'm so pissed. Also, that ruby weapon fight. Oh my god, that ruby weapon fight is so good! Yeah. Yeah, um, we gotta go back for EX. Like, I, th- I think we okay. get the... So, I thought it was really funny, because I'm like, I had to explain to you. I'm, you're like, it's just like normal, and I'm like, I did normal once. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I did... Justin pulled me into a learning party for ruby... Ep- Ruby Weapon Extreme, and I had only done the normal mode one time. I mean, we made great progress, though. And I'm sitting here like, what do you mean? What? I don't understand this mechanic. And he's like, oh, yeah, it's just like normal. And I'm like, I don't remember normal very well. But it once. I, don't, I haven't done normal enough to have a grasp on normal, and I did it in like like when it right came out, and I did it with randos, so I really had no idea. That was one of the ones where I healed my way through and was like, that was a cool fight. And then Justin's like, we're doing expert now, and I'm like, excuse me? <laughs> yeah, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. <laughs> and I'm like, what do you mean about it? What are you talking about about his hitbox? What are you talking about with the, the hitbox around the explosions? I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah. I think, that, was that the learning part where the DPS kept trying to kill you? I think that, that was, was the one where the DPS kept trying to kill you. The DPS is always trying to kill me. I don't know what it is about DPSs trying to like, like this is a constant thing with DPS is that they're like, there's an AOE marker on on the DPS. The DPS is like, I'm a damage dealer. There's an attack on me. I have a giant bubble of death to other people, but not me on me. So I'm going to go up to the healer and be like, hi healer. (laughs) Do you want to share in this 
you, do, would you like to have some pain? And I'm like, please get the fuck away from me. This is not the bubble. This is not the AOE bubble that you can put on me. And they're like, oh, but, but come up. Now in the one fucking fight that you have to share an AOE bubble, where are the DPS? Gone. <laughs> and I'm just like, what is that? That's in the Ifrit Garuda fight in the Eden, in the Eden verse. Yeah. Yeah. That's the one. So yeah. Also, there's a new raid that draft at, dropped. We haven't talked about it. It's called Eden Verse. It's the second part to the um, uh, dropped with five point two, and it continues our fighting our um, our fight re- mashups or remixes. Remixes. These are remixes, right? These are remixes. Yeah, this is the correct mu- remix. Is the correct music reference? So. It continues the remix of old fights against primals. And so instead of fighting Ifrit or Garuda, we fight both Ifrit and Garuda in one fight. And it's super awesome. Any other game would be penalized for this. Like, I want to be very clear. Any other game would be penalized for basically giving you the boss fight you did four years ago. No, six years ago. They'd be penalized for it. But 14 has found a way to give you something that they gave you six years ago and make it fresh. It's a really good fight. Yes, it, they're, all the fights are really fun. They they reuse similar mechanics from when you originally fought them, but with a little twist on it. And it's just fun. I, I can't wait for this in the conclusion just to see where they're going to go next. Because I think we've done all the elemental primals and we've gone through all the elements. So uh, we have not done we have not done Odin. Crap. <laughs> correct reaction, Jonathan. That is that is the correct. Fourteen is great. There's never there's never a bad time again to hop on fourteen if you want to. Free to level thirty first. It's free. That Tom Nick philosophy. We we have a Discord. We have people who jump on, and when they don't jump on, I yell at them to jump on. And it turns out, usually when I post, hey, I'm logging on, there's like six other people who then go, you know what? I am logging on too. Right. So. Well, I gotta say, I I made the mistake of during my because my quarantine started earlier than everyone else's because of an incident at my office. Uh, so I was like, cool. I'm just going to play a bunch of 14. And then I was like, yo, I played so much 14 those first three days. I need a break. Yeah. And I'm, I'm back to like regular levels of 14 playing. Well, <laughs> I was, I was really pissed because I, um, I got laid off and right. But before I got laid off, I had taken all of my crafters except for culinarian to 80 and I fully geared them and had materia melded into all of my gear. And then I also had my gatherers leveled up to level 80 with all the materia level materia melded into their gear. And I did everybody in the guild's gear with full melds. And then like literally the next day I, lo- I like lost my job and I'm like, what the fuck do I do now? <laughs> time-consuming thing I could do before I lost my job. The fuck? What bullshit is this? 
Yeah. So now I have to figure out another time consuming thing. I have discovered PVP. What? Yeah, I guess I guess I'm gonna have to venture the PVP. I now am part of a PVP team. What? Uh, oh, okay. Uh yeah, I'll see. Like there's probably I yeah, we can pull you in when we're doing the 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 feast ones, I think. Cause I think the feast ones are the eight party ones. But um so my my Lala fell friend, who you my Lala fell friend Elijah, um, who needs to join our guild. Um, he's already got a guild. That hasn't stopped you before. I mean, uh, <laughs> you you are officially. I'll take your man like that. That is <laughs> okay. I am a you, better. Y'all, y'all remember that I'm song, better, right? I'm better at recruiting people to the game than I am at recruiting people to the FC. Okay, that's fair. Um, but so his friend has does PvP with her family and her friends, and now she got him onto the PvP, and then I'm like, sure, I'll join. So I'm still learning PvP, but it does make sense, and I think I can get good at it. Well, as I've stated before, you're good at this game, so. Yeah, it's hard to think I'm good at this game. I always think, I'm like, maybe I suck at this game. Um, I'm like, I, I always sit there going, maybe I have an inflated ego on this game. And then I end up solo healing a raid, and I'm like, fuck you, white mage! <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I think I suck. And then I carry an entire party, and I'm like, nope, it's not me. I'm well, not the problem here. Well, like during those times, I don't. My thought isn't I'm not the problem. My thought is still always fucky white mage. But I'm like maybe I do suck, but fuck that white mage. So it's a fun game. I love it. I love it very much. I just, I just, I'm really excited now that I know the relics are weapons are dropping on Tuesday. That means I'll have things to do. Oh yeah, we fighting. we back back. Five two five. We are back, back. Yeah, I'm um, super back. I could not be more back. So not like I was ever been, gone. Well, this is also true. This has been really fun. I have enjoyed this. Me too. Aaron, do you have any news? Um, not quite. Um, I am. Talking about Resident Evil. Mm-hmm. Um. I am currently playing the uh, remake of Resident Evil 3. Um, I am quite enamored with it. Um, I only want to give it some more time because I realize a lot of the reviews are kind of missing how much better it is than the original Resident Evil 3 in ways that are subtle. The writing is better. The game got a writing touch because Resident Evil 3's original story was actually fairly silly. Um, it was a game very much fueled by the fact that the nemesis monster was roaming around the whole game pretty much randomly. And that was the point of the game. It was a mediocre story. It was a mediocre campaign, except Nemesis was everywhere. And uh, you had to, like, be ready and deal with it. Um, and this one, it's a much better written story. Um, the characterization of Jill Valentine is much better. They cover up her thigh meets during the end of days, during the, the destruction of an entire U.S. city from zombie attack and various contagion and monsters and stuff. The... Um, actual writing even the dialogue um i mean the um notes and things you find are just better um 
it's trying to actively avoid it's it's filling in the lane that resident evil could not because of what it is in a resident evil 2 the remake in particular captured the original game's sense of mystery and um and discovery um and horror and as a result resident evil 2 was a very slow paced um long thoughtful adventure and resident evil 2 is telling the story of a sprint from a burning building over the course of only seven hours and i think that's what resident evil 3's job was to supplement resident evil 2 and resident evil 3 now does it much better than the original resident evil 3 i'm even willing to say right now as someone who's been playing it for i don't know how far along i am in the game but i've been playing it for about maybe four or five hours um i would comfortably say that it's a better remake than resident evil 2's remake um because resident evil 3 had more holes in it and they were conscientious about filling those holes with proper writing and characterization like um carlos is not um a mexican guy resident evil 3 carlos i don't know if you remember carlos was the um umbrella agent who was the co-star and um he was one of those you know talk like this and flirt with all the ladies latino people in a video game 20 years ago and they've actually, um, and his interactions with Jill were very, very weird. He's like, I like titties, you know, boobies, you know, like a 15-year-old kid who's also a mercenary in the end of days. And they've kind of ironed out his dialogue, so he's grown. They've ironed out Jill Valentine, so she's an actual character. I mean, she's full John McClane, but that's fine. Again, they covered up her thigh meats and took off that tube top. She's dressed like someone who um, is having severe problems dealing with the events of resident evil one <laughs> and is being attacked by a monster who gets progressively insane more insane weaponry every time you encounter it so the entire game is just handling resident evil 3 with a lot more thought than i think people are noticing because the game is so much shorter than resident evil 2 but the original resident evil 3 was also significantly shorter than resident evil 2 so it's like the game is really ca- it's really captured what made resident evil 3 good in comparison to the next game what the games are like the game should be tied together with a rubber band and when you think of it that way, it's a really great remake. And so, I'm like I said, there's more to it. There are a lot of little details I'm discovering. I'm going through the game real slow, like, because we got all the time in the world. Time is not a thing anymore. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, what is time? So, yeah, there's more on that. I started playing Doom, but there's not enough Animal Crossing in it. So I'm already disappointed. So can somebody do me a favor with Doom? Yes. Can somebody? Because y'all are better. I can. I can look up games and where to find Nintendo Switch where they're all sold out. But um, <laughs> can you help me find an Animal rendition, Animal Crossing rendition of the Doom theme, so I can make it my town theme? Yes. One moment. Thank you. <laughs> Hold on. Not only can I do it, I think I saw it this morning. Hold on. I'm like, I just, I need there to be more cross between those two. And I really need Isabel to have a cameo in Doom. I need, I need Nintendo to get on this. <laughs> so, yeah, in Animal Crossing, uh, once you have the the upgraded resident services you can change your town theme and isabel will hum your town theme and then when your bell will ring like for you know on the hour that's gonna be your town theme so i am uh i want i want doom so do you need a file or do you need the notes i need the notes 
Okay. You're welcome. Oh my god, I'm so happy. Yeah. That was fast. I knew. See, and, uh, I, we I knew all, this. This we, is what I do. We all have our skills. <laughs> we, I, I am. I am a child of the internet. I know where to look for things. I can find things. We, we all have our. We all have our skills. Um. Yeah, I'm actually just excited to hear. Um. The most exciting thing that you're talking about, Resident Evil, is that they made Jill a person. So I'm kind yes. of excited. Yes. Um, Resident Evil's treatment of its um, uh, female characters is like Resident Evil is my guilty pleasure. I love the Resident Evil story is easily the dumbest story that I know everything about. Both of them, movie and game, they're both the most ridiculous things that I track like a hawk. I love Resident Evil's story, but it's always had a lot of problems with um, uh, female characters, women characters. It it just has always had a problem with it, um, and they've never they they just started kind of they they've they my biggest problem was how they treated jill valentine who was so important to the series to start and then they kind of they turned her i don't know if you ever played resident evil 5 with his own problem with his own woman female lead and they they didn't do her character any justice and she just never appeared anymore remember she was um wesker's mind puppet because he had put a mind control device in between her boobs and gave her a um low cut (laughs) low cut cat suit for her to do kung fu with him what the fuck ever and then once she did, what did kojima make this game no he did not um that game that resident evil 5 was the one in africa that resident evil 5 it, in the moment it was fine it that is that, that game has it was fine in the moment because enough people no, it played it no, what i'm saying is that it's no longer downloadable in 2020 in the moment we were like what the fuck but you play it because it was a different time but now it's undownloadable. Resident Evil 5, I would say, has aged the worst out of any game I've ever played. I've ever played. Because I went from playing all of it to realizing that the entire thing, the entirety of Resident Evil 5 was fucked up. From its characterization of Africa, from its characterization of Africans, from the inclusion of enemies that have loincloths and chuck spears and go ooga booga, from the fact that the, the African, your African teammate is straight up Dominican and easily the lightest black person in the game. Like she's not, she just looks straight up Dominican. Um, the fact that your hidden cat, your hidden um items for that character was a crossbow and again a loincloth, and he's like coconut bra for her. Um, the fact that Jill Valentine is now Catwoman for some reason, and the mind control device is in between her titties, and then when you free her from it, she goes ah, oh, ah oh, man, rolls out of the screen and never comes back in the series. Resident Evil 5. Terrible. They've ironed it out. They've, they've gone full John McClane with Jill Valentine, which they should. Um, my favorite thing about Jill Valentine is that she is having trouble with the events of the previous game, which has always been my problem with Resident Evil characters. is like terrible shit happens. And the next game, they're just like, hey, man, what's up? And they just like pull up with the fucking Maserati like Tony Stark. Hey, what's going on? You got zombie trouble? What's going on? And I'm just like, that's not. No. So Jill Valentine is the first character I've seen in Resident Evil where she has some trouble navigating what the fuck is going on. She's like having nightmares. She's like, what the fuck? They don't believe her. They have like umbrella people following her around all the time. She got suspended from work. Like she's hard, a cop hard on her luck. So what's up? She's got pills next to the bed. She's got drink problem, pizza boxes everywhere. Normal stuff. It's just the characterization of her, the situation and the city and everything else top notch it's just 
it's a much better remake than Resident Evil 2 because they had more to fix and they fixed it. So, and it's not a game about Nemesis. It's a game about Raccoon City, which is a thing because Nemesis isn't randomly appearing. Or is he? I can't tell. I think he comes when he's scripted. Um, But he does not randomly appear in the city like Resident Evil 3 originally. But he, when he shows up, he just is menacing. But the point of the game is no longer Nemesis. The point of the game is the fall of Raccoon City, which you see in incredible detail. There's an incredible visual story being told about everything collapsing at the same time. So it's, um, yeah, um, yeah, I just, it just, there are lots of little things. I'm really impressed with it more than everybody else. I feel like I need to actually sit down, like really just have a definitive statement on it because a lot of the reviews about it are kind of lukewarm when it's actually really, 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 really well done in a way that we don't appreciate because we wanted Resident Evil 2 again. But if we got Resident Evil 2 again, we'd go, oh, it's just Resident Evil 2.5. I'm a hard pass. So it's different. But now it's too different, so nobody likes it. But it's actually not different at all because the original game had this exact same purpose of being a six-hour side episode. Essentially the blockbuster movie about a TV series like Serenity. It's like the Serenity to the Firefly. And like I said, it's true to its roots, and people are very annoyed with it. And it's just like, I, I was on Twitter right now. I just posted something because um, Jill, I fought some weird fish creature. And she goes, what the fuck? And I also said, what the fuck? And I tweeted about it. And some guy was like, yeah, this is, yeah, what the fuck is right? This is such a soulless, this is a, such a soulless remake. Let me show you some, let me show you some comparisons. And he had some weird movie. I was like, bro, no, I was talking about them fish monsters. What the fuck? And so on and so forth. So that's why I'm playing. That's what I'll be playing the rest of the day. That's where I'll be back. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll, maybe I'll grab a bat. I can't grab. Everyone's terrified of Resident Evil, and frankly, I don't blame you if you want to be you're terrified of a game. Perfectly fine. You're an adult. These are terrifying times. No need to scare yourself any further. Resident Evil Three is not terribly scary, but I see it. And um, but yeah, maybe I'll grab somebody and we'll we'll chat about it. But that's what I'm playing. That's that's my news. Totally unrelated to Final Fantasy or Animal Crossing. There you go. And that concludes our show. All right. Um, bow, 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 bow. I mean, <laughs> sure. And here's your weekly reminder that the most delicious name in podcasting is also the most delectable name in the art world. Visit etsy.com slash shop slash lost in pandemonium for the latest prints, posters, bookmarks, notepads, and more from our very own bacon. That's etsy.com slash shop slash Lost in Pandemonium. It reminds me of an ancient African proverb. Help bacon by cake.